financial stability, home ownership, job stability. These are all tenets and pillars of what our parents taught us was a successful life. Now he was saying, now what? I have it. What do I do now? Welcome to the Challenger Podcast. This is your host, Peter Gay. I'm a Waterloo and Berkeley trained engineer working in the Bay Area. Now armed with an MBA from the Haas Business School, I want to take on the world. But deep down inside, I'm struggling with anxiety about my career and my life. I'm seeking help by talking to some of the most extraordinary people that I have met, and let's find out together how they've navigated their lives. I've learned from their stories of how to persevere through the hard times and how to celebrate the good times. Hopefully, this can help you find an even keel as you're navigating your world. In the last episode, we talked with Lon John about the lessons he learned as a manager and how he found calling in helping other people. But most importantly, we found out that he was an overachiever and on the verge of burning out. Let's turn back to the conversation about how he got back on his feet and found a new direction in his life. Wow, this is really good, insightful analysis of yourself. So you were also saying like you're doing a lot of introspection, looking for the things that you want to do next for the long term. How have you approached that? Because I've been trying to trying to tr- do the same thing. It would be great to see your your take on it. In the last year, I have you know increasingly been in that position where I find myself being that duck flapping furiously under the water. And as you know, with the MBA program being demanding, with uh, work being demanding, and the responsibilities you have there, and everything else that that's going on in life, personally and professionally. I find myself working from day to night. I find myself working too much. And so it was around October, pulled my pulled a muscle on my back. I had to stay home from work and I missed a, an important retreat. And I had prepared for that for weeks. So no problem. I stayed home. A couple of weeks later, similar situation at work and I'm working long hours and I try to pick up a ladder, pull my back again. And so this is the second time in about four weeks. And it was at that point that I went to the doctor and uh, we caught up and I told him how, how I was feeling and how I was doing and how things were just kind of the work-life balance was completely gone. And uh, he, he recommended that I take a leave from work because I was very burnt out, that sort of thing. So I was definitely not handling the stress very well. And I didn't know it because like boiling a frog or whatever the saying is, yeah. if you go from cold to hot, you don't notice the, uh, the rising temperature and the, the rising stress levels until that kind of acute incident where... I pull my back. And it wasn't even the first time that I noticed it. It wasn't it was until the second time that I realized, okay, that's probably worse. That's probably not correct. But after the second time I realized I think I'm working myself too hard. Yeah. So that it led me into the last three months where for the first time started seeing a therapist with my doctor's recommendation. Uh so he recommended you should probably see a therapist because I don't have the expertise to help you with what you're going through. So through my workplace, I was able to find a uh, therapist and going through weekly calls, just really kind of unraveling why I put myself in that situation, which is why I can articulate what the questions you're asking me, because I've thought about this through uh, <laughs> professional help. So it's been great. I've learned a lot. After the first month, the stress levels really tapered off down into true vacation mode. And I think with a lot of clarity now about 
myself and my future and my family and what, you know, how I want to work, what I want my work to mean. And I've been very fortunate to have that time off. So what have you learned that has led to this good place that you're in? The Probably the most pivotal thing that I learned first is what you value. And I had a conversation with a friend recently, Andrew, in fact, you know, as we were just going through and doing different things, he was feeling a little bit lost. Uh, he recently purchased a home similar to me. He came up from a low-income background. And so financial stability, home ownership, job stability, these are all tenets and pillars of what our parents taught us was a successful life. Now he was saying, now what? I have it. What do I do now? And so he was at a crossroads. He was saying, should I spend more time on relationship? Should I focus on investing? Should I focus on my career? Should I focus on schooling? He said, I'm also content doing nothing. Like, I don't understand. You know, I feel directionless. And what I shared with him is what I learned from therapy, which is we often forget while we're doing big, important things that we've been raised to do, you do all those things. And in the midst of doing them or right after finishing, you forget why you started it in the first place. That's, that's what's missing. You, you, you're so focused on the what and maybe even the how, you just forget entirely the why. But the why is what is the crux of you and the way that the, the term is your values. You're so focused on the goals that you forget what you actually value. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's ironic because your values are what make you unique. Everyone has similar goals. That, all that stuff is similar. What makes you unique is what you value. When you are finished with a big goal, you got to remind yourself, why did I even start that in the first place? What, what are the value, your values that you have found out about yourself? Yeah. So, I, I mean, as you can probably tell from some of my stories, I value a lot in being able to uh, provide yeah. and, you know, uh, provide. And part of that is connection as well. So the connections around me, helping the people around me, close friends and family, that's really important to me. And then the other thing is how important it is, um, which I didn't really know was a value, was uh, like fun is a value. Mm. <laughs> fun is a big part of what I value because it is, I initially thought it was like a pastime. So, and, yeah. and this is the mistake I made in the last year. When the demands of work, life, school, relationships, everything came up, I would deprioritize or cancel whatever fun event whether it was going to see friends or whether it was to play games myself, um, play with my dogs, play tennis is a big one that I recently got back into. It's important because it's, it's something that kind of grounds you to yourself. And when you lose that, you become lost. And that's what ended up happening to me. And so now there's a lot of things I'm working on and have worked on through therapy to create those boundaries. The, you know, my needs about playing tennis and sitting outside and playing fetch with my dog, those are just as important as the needs of work and the needs of creating the perfect presentation and the needs of getting money for the business. Those are all equally important needs because they're my needs, right? And I'm only going to be able to operate sustainably if I take care of both. Mm-hmm. So that's two of the things I could share. Um, there's lots of other things about like values, but you know, those are the part of the two that stuck out to me. And then just the mm-hmm. identification of those sort of things you value are very important. So what you do next always needs to be grounded in your values. So how do you think your next step in your life 
will take those two things as your new tenants? Oh, that's a great question. Let's see if we, I can work it out as we go through it. Let's see here. <laughs> so for the first time. Yeah, so my, in terms of my next steps, right? There's, there's more to the values and I'll, I'll probably bring them up now since they are related. One of the things I really value is uh, like mental engagement, intellectual stimulation. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy reading and learning about new things, having simulating conversations, learning novel things and skills, working on novel things, challenging myself. Like that intellectual stimulation and challenge is very important to me. And the reason why I bring that up is because I'm really interested in small business, small business acquisition. Some of the things that really draw me to that are the ability to be part of the community as a small business, not like a Fortune 100 sort of company, but a small mom and pop that sells tires. I don't know, whatever it is, being able to be a part of the community, I feel does satisfy a lot of what I need to do in terms of providing, helping others around, you know, you're creating jobs, you're employing people, you're getting to know a small team and all of my past experiences. I think I've learned that that's something I really do enjoy working with people and helping them grow individually. Of course, by being a small business owner or any sort of business owner, you do expect to be able to support yourself and your family financially. So that's where that providing for my family comes in. Um, and then, you know, the the part about just running a business, all of it is intellectually stimulating. Um, as you know, from the classes, I would say the vast majority of our classes have been really interesting. There are some that really just suck, but <laughs> the vast majority are, are great. And I've really enjoyed learning about it. So that is the type of role I want to be in. I want to be in that role of being the owner or at least the majority owner and thinking and ideating about what's next. What are we doing? How do we get there? Those are the sort of challenges I just really love to work on. So that sort of intellectual stimulation. I feel that the fun part is something that I keep for myself and that's something I bring to work. I, I mean, I never not try to have fun. I think that the hard part is prioritizing it when I feel that the the pressures build up. That I feel is more of something that I personally need to learn the boundaries on and not something that I need to find a job in or, you know, like that. that's how fun, what fun means to me. I mean, maybe there's a better way to marry the two, but if there is, I don't know it yet. I'm definitely open to advice. <laughs> Or have a business that's just like focused on fun. I mean, you're kind of doing it with uh, with your escape room. It's a it's a fun entertainment business. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that one I think does both um, provide a fun creative outlet. We get to think of puzzles, decorate for Halloween and and Christmas, and uh, interact with customers. We don't scare them or anything, but you know, there's all they always have. They have fun, and I have fun being there, hosting them, and all that stuff. And then at the same time. It is very stimulating being able to think of those things and yeah. work in oh, that. Wow. Oh, it doesn't give... make a lot of money though, so it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't really provide financially. Yeah. Pays for itself. I bet there are other examples that could be out there as you're going through uh, your search. I'm really inspired by your candid stories about how therapy helps you and how you reoriented yourself to help others. And then just acknowledging where you came from 
and where your past motivations may not serve you the best for your the future because your circumstances have changed. And that just taking that courage and time to evaluate those things is really helpful for the the future version of you, Sylvia. Thank you so much, John. This is really good. Thanks, Peter. I, I appreciate the chance to talk with you about it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Challenger Podcast with Peter Gang. If you're looking for your next gig, take some time to figure out your innermost important values, because these values will not only give you long-lasting motivation to succeed, but will also set you apart from the crowd. If you're feeling burnt out right now, or you are overwhelmed with stress, don't hesitate to reach out to friends or professional help. Actively seeking for help is a sign of strength that you can overcome challenges and not let the challenges overcome you. Remember, it's never too late to reflect back on the obstacles you've overcome, how much you've grown, and how much you have yet to do. We encourage you to take some time to prioritize your well-being and find your inner peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please comment and subscribe to the Challenger podcast. Join us for the next conversation about challenges and triumphs in life.